Hello, everyone. It's Lizard. And this is Panda. Panda. And this is our next episode of Lizard and Panda Take on Cinema. And what movie news do you have? Uh, let's see what I heal. I know the first thing that comes to my mind. Which one? Marvel. Oh, with Jonathan Majors? Yep. Yeah, he got fired? Yep. Mm -hmm. And found guilty? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's all, folks. Shut up, stomach. I don't know. I feel like they might do a retrial. I honestly have not been following it, so I have no idea, like, what actually, like, happened. So there's four charges, and he only got uh, convicted of two of them. Okay. And both of them pretty much, they didn't really fit, honestly, with how the entire story went. Okay. Because he still got charged with, like, domestic abuse, but they found it that he didn't mess up her finger when they had the argument. So... I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, if he did, he's a piece of shit, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, so there's a uh, little rumors about Batman part two. Oh, Batman really? Two, yes. oh, oh God, I've missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to watch it again. It's been a hot minute. Uh, so it says that it's actually scheduled to begin filming in February. Okay. Oh, no, no. Late summer casting in February. Oh, Okay. Uh, it says that everyone that survived from the first movie will return. Okay, so we'll see the Riddler again. Possibly. Um, including some of the characters that are going to be shown in The Penguin. Yeah, which, that one I have not heard anything about, like, because I figured that was going to start come out first. Yeah, it's probably going to come out first. Okay. Um, they did show a trailer, or like a brief segment of a trailer during their, um, those HBO Max's, like premiere thing with the episodes and whatnot what they got showing next they showed a clip of that and they also showed a clip of welcome to dairy gotcha okay mm-hmm. but there's also rumors that um we might introduce dick grayson Ooh. and thomas elliott hmm hush interesting and i mean they did Mentioned hint it. to that yeah they said his dad's name yeah mm-hmm but yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I have at least some faith in this movie. Yeah, the first one was fantastic. Yes, it, I was. Abso- it was my number one of last year, so mm-hmm. no surprise there. Yeah. Uh, let's see, some um, rumored plot breakdown for Disney Plus's um, The Acolyte, which is a Star Wars spinoff. Oh, okay. Um, again, it's a Star Wars spinoff that you don't have to watch anything else. That is what I approve of. <laughs> so, uh, it says it's set 100 years before the prequel movies. as kind of an explanation on how the Sith infiltrated the Jedi. Okay. It's actually a Sith-led story, which has never been done before. Uh, it says it's been really fun. Okay, this is apparently the uh, director talking. Or director of uh, filmography. Okay. Uh, it's been really fun to film. The cast is amazing, and the director and the crew are just lovely. Uh, the whole experience is wonderful, and I'm already excited for people to see it. Nice, 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 nice. We need more villain stories. Yeah, we do. We really do. 
Like, I would love a story with, like, the most despicable, hated motherfucker and have him be the main <laughs> character. Do it. Just, yeah. Just give us that. We're tired of heroes. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I've been reading a lot of books where it's a lot of enemies to lovers where, like, you hate the character at first, but then later you're like, I love you. <laughs> but then it's also because they're it's a redeeming arc kind of a situation. So, hmm. but still. Uh, so Eddie Murphy is back in a new Beverly Hills Cop movie. Oh dear. On Netflix, they went more. They went more gritty action comedy instead of the action comedy that it used to be. Gotcha. But they got a lot of the original cast to come back. Oh okay. Yeah, the, the like the trailers up, so at any point you could watch it. But mm-hmm. yeah, actually, it looks kind of could be decent. I have not watched Beverly Hills Cop in so long. Same. I know my dad will randomly put it on. I think the first one's the only one that he likes. Mm-hmm. But he'll randomly like if it's on, he'll put it on. Uh, did you see the trailer for Eight Twenty Four's new movie, Civil War? Yes, yes, I did. That looks really interesting. I'm curious about that yeah, one because it looks like it. Something that could happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I think I've said before, A24 movies can be like a real hit or miss where like a lot of them are great, but then a lot of them like just kind of hit the mark mm-hmm. kind of a situation. So I'm always curious how it's end- going to end up I haven't seen an A24 movie that I've just straight out said I hate this movie. At least from the ones I've seen. I, nothing comes to mind specifically, but... Because I know a lot of complaints that people have with A24 is a lot of it seems pretentious. But, although, because I think, uh, was the one with Joaquin Phoenix A24? I think it was. Yeah, I didn't like that one. That one, I, oh god, like, that was the one time where, I think I told you, I never pull out my phone in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I did that for this movie because I was like, are we done yet? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, is this over? And then with the exception of Thanksgiving, when I went to see DoesTheDogDie.com to see if the cat lived. <laughs> yeah. But of course it wasn't there at the time, but whatever. But yeah, I yeah, that was one A24 movie that was like, oh God, is it over yet? Uh, Let's see. Oh, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon just dropped last week. Yeah, and I've heard not so great things about it. I started watching it. I got about an hour and a half in. I actually really like it. Okay. I really like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he announced that the second part there is actually coming out April 19th. Okay. So. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do I have? Oh, so this past weekend, the weekend before, was a, an event called Jump, Fiat, uh, Jump Festa. Jump Festa. And it's in uh, Japan. Okay. So they obviously only talk about like anime and stuff like that. But they did announce a couple new movies, anime movies. Um, Chainsaw Man is getting a theatrical movie based off a certain arc. I'm actually really excited about that because that show is so good. I think you told me about that show. Yeah. I feel like I have a vague memory of you talking to me about it. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it. Yeah. It's really bloody gory. Yeah, and then, yeah, you probably definitely have mentioned that to me. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like I love blood, guts, and gore. <laughs> and, like, demons. Yeah, those yeah. two. They're the, fun. The, 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 so the entire pro, uh, concept of the, the show is that, like, you have, like, a minor demon or, like, devil. And it gains more power the more fear of the specific thing that people have in the area. Gotcha. So there'll be, like, let's say, for instance, someone's fear is zombies. There's a zombie devil. Oh, God, keep that thing away from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That that's literally the first one that you see in the the first episode. Of course. Um there's like people that are afraid of guns, so there's a gun devil, there's a sword devil, there's stuff like that. Right. So it's actually a really cool concept of how they built the world around. Okay. And then the last news that I have, no one has an excuse anymore to not watch One Piece. Why? Why? Because Netflix, along with Echiro Oda, Shueisha, and Toei Animation are coming out with a new series starting from the beginning. They're not doing a remake of the anime. They're doing a new adaptation of the manga. Gotcha. Starting from ground one. Gotcha. Brand new animation, shorter episodes. Okay. So season one would be, I don't know, anywhere from like 22 to 25 episodes instead of 54, 80 something. So then how are they going to have the whole story in there? Well, they'll still break it down by season, but... Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm actually really excited about this because, again, because of live action, there's now a new generation of One Piece fans that want to get started but don't want to watch a thousand episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, just wait for the Netflix one. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, I can see, I just tell you're so happy about this. You're I like, know. it's radiating off of you. <laughs> I know. I'm going I'm going to tie everyone up and make them watch one piece. <laughs> we have a few friends that might be turned on by that, but <laughs> yeah. it's like you know we do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually forgot there was a piece of movie news that I had saved because I saw it. Um mm-hmm. James Wan is doing an adaptation of HP Lovecraft the thought HP Lovecraft's The Call of Cthulhu. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know either because lately James Wan stuff has been very hit or miss. Yeah, no, no, don't Guillermo. I know that's Guillermo. what I said. Guillermo, that's what I said. Even if you have Guillermo as like executive producer and give it to Robert Eggers. Yeah. Oh, that would. Can be you imagine brilliant. that? Oh, brilliant! Especially if he does like a black and white movie. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Please, no. Please. <laughs> All right, someone needs to get James Wan on the phone and be like, you're going to have to let go of this project. Please, no. To give it to Guillermo del Toro and jo- Robert Eggers. I'm, because... surprised, I'm surprised he hasn't said anything. Guillermo. Yeah. Because we all know how much he loves H.P. Lovecraft's work. Oh, yeah. He literally has a full mannequin statue of H.P. Lovecraft in his office. I was saying the same thing. I'm just like, I don't know. And I'm like, why not Guillermo del Toro? Like, that would have been amazing. Just his creature design alone. Can you imagine yes. his Cthulhu? Oh, it would be beautiful. It would be absolutely beautiful. What? Oh I mean, my. don't get me wrong. I'm still excited for Frankenstein, but yeah. God, that, because mm, that man is a genius. And Robert Eggers is, he's like, Climbing up that ladder, right? He's only had three movies, and I've loved every single one of them, and I'm so excited for Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. So excited. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Oh God. But I will say, because I told you earlier that I had a funny story that I wanted to say for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So before I get into like my movies that I've seen, so every year, like my parents asked me for a Christmas list to get them to what to get me for Christmas, and every year I do put movies on there. Mm-hmm. And they usually get me like the movies that I request, which this year was Krampus and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got both of those. But also, Dad occasionally will also get me a DVD or a Blu-ray of a movie that I don't ask for, but he's pretty sure that I'll appreciate. Mm-hmm. Guess what movie that was this year? What Swan Princess? <laughs> 
I was cackling so hard looking at this movie and I'm just like Riley will you watch this with me and she's like yeah and I'm like okay I really want to see it and then just figure out do I still love and appreciate this movie Mm -hmm. or am I going to stare at the screen going what the fuck was I thinking watching this over and over and over again (laughs) and my mom's just like don't you dare play that when I'm in the house do it (laughs) I should do it downstairs purposely not up here in my like like, don't say anything. Just put the movie in and be like, yeah, we're going to have a family movie night and to have everyone sit down, have yeah. popcorn and everything. <laughs> and then as you're about to play the movie, just slowly turn around and smile. Oh, my God. I love this plan. Oh, God. Yeah. I Okay. Does the recliner spin? Yeah, it does. Perfect. I need to sit in that chair specifically Perfect. and just turn slowly. Have marbles on your lap. Just... Yes. <laughs> total, total, total. <laughs> Guess what movie we're watching? <laughs> and then both my parents look at me like, "I hate you." <laughs> no, like, hey, you got me this for Christmas. You can't blame anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh god! But yeah, that was a fun little tidbit that we had Christmas Day. I was just like, "Oh my god!" Imagine if Riley gets obsessed with that movie. Oh god! And then imagine if I actually ended up hating it, and then she's just watching it, and then my parents, because I can see it now. Me telling my parents like. Riley won't stop wanting to watch Swan Princess, and they're going to be like, oh, how does it feel? <laughs> and just give me the you look. You know that's what's going <laughs> to Like the crazy wide-eyed look mm-hmm. of like, oh, really? I can see your dad doing that. I, exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway, movies that I have seen recently. I did watch The Creator. Because mm-hmm. it's that? on Hulu. Because <sighs> I actually kind of wanted to watch that. It's not bad. And, like, there are some, like, the idea itself, like, it's a cool concept. Mm-hmm. But the, what's the word? Execution. Thank you. Execution, I it felt like it wasn't really done that great. And I really felt no emotional connection to any of the characters. Hmm. Like, that was my big thing. Like, there were a few scenes where it's like, I should be crying right now. I'm not crying. Like, I don't actually care kind of a situation where like i didn't get like a reason like why do i love this pe- like these people why do i want these people to win just because you tell me to you mean unlike chappy yes chappy was really good yes chappy was fantastic i need to see chappy again that one's been a hot minute mm-hmm. but yeah i was like eh. like it looked cool and the idea was cool but it just yeah it didn't stick the landing yeah it really didn't so that was kind of disappointing um what did stick the landing, though, that I saw a couple days ago that I texted you about? Poor things. I want to see that so bad. Danny, oh my god. It is so fucking weird and kooky and crazy and insane and hilarious. Like, me and the theater were done. And it was actually a pretty packed theater, yep. too. Like, there were a lot of people there. And Emma Stone, so. Yeah. And we were all dying we were laughing so hard at so many things like everything was executed so well and because it's definitely a dark humor and satire and it definitely has the theme of like you know society and what we deem is polite and what we should and shouldn't do where like Mm -hmm. emma stone who is a female she like her character she's like basically questioning like why why, like, why am I, must I eat this food if I don't like it? I must punch that baby because he won't stop screaming. Like, obviously, we're not going to go around punching babies. But, like, she says the things that we all think. 
and and it's like why should i do this for you kind of a situation if i don't like it like those kind of things like it brings the question of like especially what women have to do for society mm -hmm. like the the argument between what society thinks you should do and what you should do for yourself exactly mm -hmm. and it was it's funny it's like i've been having those type of conversations with someone it's amazing how that happens yeah <laughs> And just the style of it was so cool. Like, he definitely used a lot of, like, that fisheye lens, mm -hmm. um, which I personally have actually, looking through his stuff, I have not seen any of his movies, but I definitely want to now. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently he uses that a lot. And But it's not, like, overdone. Like, there's a point to it kind of a situation where, like, you feel like it's a situation where you feel, like, enclosed with the character. Mm -hmm. um, there were some scenes where you can definitely tell it's, like, some sort of, like, it wasn't green. They said it in an interview. It wasn't green screen, green screen specifically. It was like enhanced photo imaging or something like that, where like they were standing in front of these pictures of like the ocean when they're on the boat. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the things like the seawater, that one was used CGI or like a bit of the clouds at the very, very top was so CGI. So what did they do with Mandalorian? Yes. Yeah. The, the pretty much that screen that they projected the, the background onto and they mm -hmm. had whatever into post. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And every it was, the colors were gorgeous, like absolutely beautiful. Um, the act, everybody, great chemistry. Um, apparently, Mark Ruffalo at first didn't want to do this mm -hmm. because he plays a really kind of despicable character, and he was like, he made like nudge nudge wink wink of like, you know, you play a certain character for so long, people kind of see you at that, and like, while one, it's kind of constricting of you as an actor because people don't see you as other things. But it's also comfortable because you've been doing it for so long. And he was like, I kind of didn't, I kind of wanted to quit and not actually do this movie, but I pushed myself to do it. And I'm like, well, you did wonderful. <laughs> like, That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. And it's like, I know what, what project you're poking at. I know what you're talking about. Professor what, Hulk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, Obviously, Willem Dafoe. Mwah. Emma Stone. Wonderful. Like, just everything about this movie was so beautiful like i and it's not for everybody i can tell you that right now it's not going to be for everybody there's going to be people that are going to be like this is so weird this is too weird and over the top and i'm like it's hilarious <laughs> like as long as it doesn't get as weird as uh eraser head for me no yeah. nowhere near <laughs> nowhere near that you I, would i tried i really Jesus. <laughs> i really tried Sorry, marbles no you did you did but you would absolutely love this movie. It was so good. I can't wait to see it again. It is currently... I still need to rewatch um, Across the Spider-Verse again. Mm -hmm. But currently, Small Things is my number one spot with my movies I've seen this year. I told you that I finally watched Into the Spider-Verse, right? Or Across the Spider-Verse. I think last time we talked, you had seen half of it about it. Not last time we talked, but the last time we talked about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I finished it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. I, I need to watch it again. I really, really do. Um, and then before I get to the last movie that I saw recently, because it actually goes into what movie we're about to talk about. Oh, uh, okay. I know what you saw. This week, that I haven't seen it yet. Like, today is Tuesday. In two days on Thursday, I will be seeing The Color Purple. Oh, the new one. The new one. And I'm excited because the trailer itself makes me tear up. So I can only imagine what the actual movie is going to do. I've actually never seen the original. The original is really good. I know. I have I read the book. Did I? Okay, was it uh, Oprah and yeah, 
uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. Yeah. Um. Did I read the book? I don't know. How many books did you read? You can't even keep track anymore. Actually, I don't think I've ever read the book. Because um, I know that with the original movie, a lot of people were upset that it veered off from the um, like the gay aspect of the book. Because mm-hmm. that's a big part of the story in the book is that two characters are female and they're together. And that's not in the movie. And it made a lot of people upset. And this one coming out is based more, it's going to be a musical and it's, or it is musical. It came out yesterday. Um, and it's close to like more related to the actual like musical itself that's on Broadway, mm-hmm. which is more related to the book. Okay. So I have not seen reviews yet. Um, I didn't look yet, but I'm excited. And I'm seeing it with my best friend, Kirsten, that I've known my entire life. So I get to see your face. That's all I want mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Cause I miss her. Um, but yeah, the last movie that I saw before Poor Things actually was Wonka. Yeah. Yeah. With Timothy Chalamet. It was cute. Yeah. I will say that. It's definitely like a family movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was entertained. I will say that. There were a lot of moments where it was kind of too quirky and over the top where like the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like obviously, yeah, it has like quirky moments. And it's a musical, like, all bubbly and shit. But with this movie, it was kind of, like, at times just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people were apparently upset that it was a musical because they are like, oh, we didn't know that this was a musical. And I'm like, did you not see the original movie? Or the remake. <laughs> or the remake. Like, you're still... Musicals, like, mm-hmm. with, are you not paying attention? And what's so wrong with a musical? There's nothing wrong with the musical. Just some people don't have sticks up their asses and they don't like musicals. Whatever. Um, I know a lot of people were worried about <clears throat> Timothy Chalamet like playing Wonka because Wonka, Wonka again, is like a kooky mm-hmm. person. And Timothy Chalamet, I feel like so far everything I've seen him in, he's always been kind of like the broody, like yeah, dark character. And this one actually showed his acting chops really well, I felt like, because he actually played, like, that kooky personality really well. Hmm. Like, I thought it was really well done. I'm not Gene Wilder's yeah. level at all, because he's he was absolutely extremely talented. And I'm not saying that Timothy Chalamet is not, but, like, he definitely didn't reach, like, that aspect. But I still thought that he did a really well job with that. But, like I said, it was a cute movie. Not something that I would probably go out and be like, I'm going to watch this right now. It's not like Poor Things, where Poor Things, as soon as the movie was over, I was like, I want to see it again. Or also Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Before that movie even finished, I was like, I want to see this again. And he's like, we're halfway through the movie still, Liz. Like, we still have a long way to go. I don't care. I want to see it again. (laughs) And speaking of Willy Wonka, our next episode of Lizard and Panda Take on Cinema is all about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Because I figured... I think I texted you about it, like, either right before I saw Wonka or right afterwards, but it was around that time where I'm like, hey, I'm watching Wonka right now. I might as well just have our next episode be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Since our last episode, we didn't even know at the time what we were doing. Yeah. So it all works out. Which, speaking of which, we need to figure out the next episode. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Next it's pause, fine. Next pause. Yeah, next pause. It's fine. Uh, but yes, it was released June 30th, a day after my birthday, uh, 1971. Way before my birthday. <laughs> um, it was directed by Mel Stewart, who did a lot of movies that I don't recognize. 
I literally wrote that down to remind myself. I was like, yeah, you don't really recognize these movies. Um, writers, uh, David Seltzer, um, he was uncredited though, according to IMDb and he did the omen. Hmm. And also who was credited was Roald Dahl, who is the writer of the book, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Roald Dahl, yeah. Yeah. Roll, yeah, yeah. Um, he also did six episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and he wrote the books James and the Giant Peach and Matilda. Uh, cinematographer, we got Arthur Ibbotson, uh, who did The League of Gentlemen. And then for cast, we got the talented Gene Wilder, may he rest in peace, who played Willy Wonka. Uh, Jack Albertson, who plays Grandpa Joe. Peter Ostrom, Ostrom who plays Charlie Bucket. I can't really see. Uh, Roy Kinner played Mr. Salt. Julie Dawn Cole played Veruca Salt. Leonard Stone played Mr. Beauregard. Denise Nickerson Nickerson <laughs> plays Violet Beauregard. Nora Denny played Mrs. TV and Paris Timmon played Mike TV. Ursula Wright played Mrs. Gloop and Michael Bolner played Augustus Gloop. Diana, Diana Soul played Mrs. Bucket. Aubrey Woods played Bill. David pa- David Batley played Mr. Turkentine, and Gunther Meisner played Mr. Slugworth. Gunther. Gunther. Uh, ratings, we got IMDb 7.8 out of 10, Metascore 67%, Rotten Tomatoes 91%, with an audience score of 87%, and Letterboxd, we got a 3.8 out of 5. Yeah, sounds about right. Mm-hmm. All those ratings. Uh, tagline, we got, it's everybody's non-pollutionary, anti-institutionary, pro-confectionary, confectionary, confectionary, thank you, factory of fun. It's scrum diddly Yeah, right? I was like, <laughs> try saying all that five times fast. Uh, awards, it got three wins and three nominations. It did get an Oscar nomination for best music scoring adaptation and original song score. Oh yeah, and that's it. <laughs> My toying. Your toying. <clears throat> Production companies, Wolper Pictures, and the Quaker Oats Company. Actually, I think I saw that. Mm-hmm. That was, like, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, distributed by Paramount Pictures. Runtime of 100 minutes. Very short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this a TV movie? I don't think so. No. Right. No, because I actually... Yeah, it said, um, even though the film didn't do well at the box office, when it was released to home video, it gained more attention. Um, it was one of the more popular movies for rentals by the time that the rental industry took off in the 80s. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, budget of $3 million, box office of $4 million, so barely made its budget back. And then Where to Watch. Uh, it's free on Sling TV. Uh, it's available for subscription for HBO Max, uh, premium subscription for YouTube and Hulu and Amazon Prime, and available for three ninety nine on Google Play, Apple TV, Vudu, or buy the movie. Yes, which yes. hypocrites because we don't own it, but <laughs> yeah, it's fine. That's it. That's, that's oh, okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I do the, the, the where to watch it and then, the, yeah. My bad. My bad. It's, yeah. Oh, God, my brain is scrambled. Um, Yeah, I will say the opening, though, was it makes me think of Hershey Park. Mm. And it kind of, like, I watch it and I'm like, this looks delicious. Even though I also just said, like, in the beginning of this movie that 
as a kid, I can imagine being like, like so excited, like, I can't wait to be an adult and make my own money because then I can buy all the candy I want. And now I look at it and I'm like, my teeth hurt just staring at it. And my stomach and my head hurt right now because that's too much candy. Why did I have to become an adult? What the fuck? <laughs> but the opening credit sequence was filmed at a Toblerone chocolate factory factory in Switzerland. Toblerone. Toblerones. They're actually really good. They are really good. I just think of Joey in Friends when he just wanted to eat the Toblerone chocolate that Emily had from London. Mm. It's like, yes, Joey, you can have the chocolate. <laughs> or I also think of this one dog that we had that comes to the hospital named Toblerone. Oh, and I love that's him. an adorable name he's for a chocolate lab. That's an adorable name for a chocolate lab. I, I can't. Know, and he's so sweet. I love him. But after the opening scene of all of the chocolate being made, we got the candy store with the Candyman can. Candyman can. Where he's just like throwing candy left and right at the kids that are all just eating it mm -hmm. all over the place. And much later in the movie, like Charlie comes in and he's just like, hey, I want payment for chocolate. Like, hello, give me, give, give, give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie's just stuffing down all this candy and he's just like, whoa, 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 like slow, slow down. You're giving yourself a tummy what, ache. Was he just shoving candy down kids' throats to like two scenes before? No, yeah, like, you were throwing candy all over the place, and handy candy, like, oh my god, like, sweetie, no, don't, what, you have something other than dead against poor people? Yes. Actually, I think that that was something that was brought up a lot, like, years after this movie. Mm -hmm. One of the many things that was pointed out later is where adults were like, this seems problematic. Huh. Like, Grandpa Joe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that one specifically. Yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> But, because then you got Charlie looking through the window, like, all sad because he wants the candy, but now he has to go to work and be the paper boy, which we don't have those anymore. We just have someone who just drives a car around neighborhoods and just throws it out the window. Sure. If people get the paper, there are a lot of people that just don't, because it costs money. I don't remember the last time we bought the Sunday paper. Yeah, my parents still have the subscription that comes, and because they still read the paper, which, and don't get me wrong, there are times where I see, like... It's on the kitchen table, and I see, like, an article that, like, catches like, your eye. Yeah, I'm like, huh, what's this about? And then I'll sit there and just read the paper, and I'm just like, I feel like a distinguished gentleman. I go straight to the funny papers. <laughs> I want to see what Heathcliff is doing right now. <laughs> I do remember reading those as a child, yes. I still remember I submitted a drawing to that, and they didn't pick that one. They picked the stick figure instead. Hmm. Of course. I got very upset. Understandably so. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yes, back to basics. Um, So yeah, we see that Charlie is a paper boy and he gets like paid by the guy who has that little Yeah, newspaper stand. stand. Yeah. Um, and he passes by at one point the, because uh, he lives basically like right down the street from Wonka's mm -hmm. chocolate factory. Because I'm pretty sure in the book they said that they could smell the chocolate factory from where they were at. I think so, yeah. It has been so long since I've read that book. Mm -hmm. I need to pick it up again. But because I know, uh, there was an interview with Gene Wilder about how he felt about the remake with Tim Burton, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and he said that he liked Johnny Depp's performance, but he wasn't really—he's not a fan of Tim Tim Burton as a director, so he wasn't—he didn't really like the movie itself, mm -hmm. which I can respect. Yeah. Um, and there are people who have mixed feelings with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but that one was at least more related to the book and more close because there were a lot of things that were changed yeah in this movie like i know in this one willy wonka and the chocolate factory his dad died but in the book and the johnny depp 
one. He's a, he puts the caps on the toothpaste. Yes, he works in a toothpaste factory. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, yeah. but I will say on the outside, Willy Wonka's factory looks very dull and dim and creepy and scary. That's the best way to do it, though, because then exactly. no one's going to want to go in. Exactly. With ominous music playing in the background. It, it's like the whole concept that I said that I would love, where you get a house and you make it look like a like disheveled witch house, pretty much. That's what I want. But on the <laughs> inside, it's all like luxurious. Yes. I, like I want it. a gothic setting yes. on the inside. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. But in this one, you know, you got the dark and dreary, you got the ominous music, and then you got the strange old man that's walking around with knives and sharp objects and saying, no one goes in, no one comes out to this child. Beware the little people. <laughs> beware. Beware. He's the harbinger of this movie. Yes, he is. He really is. And even when Charlie goes home, like, to his family, he's just like, yeah, this weird man, like, this tinker man, he was just telling me no one goes in and no one comes out. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. But, because when he gets home, you got the four grandparents in the bed that have been bedridden for... 20 years. 20 years. Again, like I said while we're watching this movie, I'm pretty sure they would have had atrophy to an extreme amount. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And, like, Mom, she basically just get cabbage water mm-hmm. for dinner. which Cabbage soup. Cabbage soup, yes. Yes, because I remember back in elementary school. Uh, they ha- they had us read the book, and then we actually made cabbage soup. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It was actually really good. Oh, okay. Mm. No, I believe as long as it's, like... Seasoned. Seasoned, and... D- D- Danny, there's a bunch of white people living in this house. You gotta remember that. I know. I know. <laughs> but, because I remember being in school, and we read it when I was, like, kindergarten or something. We read Green Eggs and Ham, so for, like, Dr. Seuss Day, we ate Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> Well, I had the green eggs. So, more so, they actually, every Dr. Seuss day, they would give us green eggs and ham. Mm -hmm. And I got traumatized after one time because I was in the middle of eating and my friend made me fucking laugh so hard that I sneezed out green eggs and ham. Oh my god. And it caused me to have a complete regurgitary action. Oh, I I ran straight to the bathroom and just. That's fair. That's fair. And then since then, I've never touched anything green egg related. Because I remember my dad, because he had asked, like, the cook at the school, like, how did you make the eggs green? Like, did you use, like, dye or something? He's like, no, I put spinach in it. And my dad's like, you're a genius. Because that was the only, that turned out to be the only way I would eat spinach when I was a kid. He hmm. would put it in my eggs. <laughs> I really like spinach. I And now as an adult, like, well... It depends, because I don't like mushy food, so if it's, like, just the mushiness, I'm like, no. Put a little butter, some garlic on that bitch, some salt, you good. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> you else. Good. You good. Uh, but, yes. Um, cause he, because he ended up having some money, he bought bread. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we have a feast, and he gives the last of his money to his mom and also for Grandpa Joe. For his tobacco. Tobacco, which you never see him smoke. No. And... Who goes out and gets this tobacco? We don't know. Is it his mom's? Is it him? Because if that's the point, then he should just kept the, the money himself. Exactly. Then... Or give it to his mom instead of giving it to his grandpa Joe. Cause... And I'm pretty sure you at, a, at that time as a kid, you could just walk up and buy cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Because so... my, my dad said that when he was a kid, he used to buy his parents cigarettes all the time. They'd be like, yep, go to the store and get me cigarettes. So definitely at that time you would be able to. So mm-hmm. 
<laughs> these are the things that we're pondering for the future of the movie. Yes. These are the things we question. Um, but yeah, because then we go to school and the teacher is showing science stuff and things poofing in the when you mix the chemicals and puffs of smoke and uh, acting like a scientist. It was some type, I think it was citric acid, something else, and his own mixture. Yeah. And at that point, everyone starts going crazy out in the uh, hallway, and one of the kids is like, there's, like, it's all over the news, like, Wonka is letting people, like... Go into his factory. He's like, class dismissed. But he's putting uh, five golden tickets into the, the, the chocolate bars. He's like, class undismissed. Yes. Uh, kid says something else, and he's like, "Class resistance," and everyone <laughs> just basically like, "Okay, let's go!" Like the teachers just like, "All right!" And at this point, everybody all over the world are like going crazy over this. Like you got Wonka bars being sold like crazy. You got the therapist that's like, because the guy is saying like that his dreams are just so weird and strange and. He, he had an angel come down and tell him where to find the chocolate bar. He's like, I need to know where it is. <laughs> it's like, where did the angel tell you where the chocolate bar was? His therapist, who just a few seconds prior was saying, like, oh, dreams, they're not real. Like, this isn't really happening. He's mm -hmm. like, but he told me where the ticket was. And the therapist's like, tell me where it is. Like, and you have, then you slowly go uh, showing the kids who get the golden tickets. Because the first one is Augustus. Augustus. His dad ate the mic. <laughs> you got the news anchors there, and he just puts the mic like, oh, how do you feel about your son? And oh. he just takes part of the mic. This, oh, God, that was so funny. And the mom, like, super proud and, like, excited that her son got this, and he's just kind of like, I'm hungry. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe in the book, they never actually mention anyone's um, race or where they came from. I don't remember. Yeah, because I watched, um, what's his name? Um, you ever heard of, uh, what's his name? Marbles, give us the name. What is his name? Marbles, give us the name. He's just... Nostalgia Critic. Oh, okay. On YouTube? Yes. Yeah, I watched his review. Well, it was more so of a comparison video between the book, the Willy Wonka, and the... Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. So he mentioned there that um, in the book, none of the kids' races or where they came from actually was mentioned at Gotcha. All. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess it would be harder because with books... Well, he, he said that Roald Dahl wanted to make it more universal so that any kid could kind of pick it up. Kind of like with um, Spider-Man. Yes. Anybody can wear the mask. Yes, oh, any I love that. Yeah, but also because with books, you can actually, like, because that's a lot of people that they like saying with reading books is they make up the characters, like, and what they would look like and stuff like that in their heads, where, mm -hmm. like, movies and shows is kind of like, well, just take a look at them. You yeah. can kind of figure out what it might be or listen to their accents kind of a situation, so makes sense. Um, but the second one who finds the ticket, this spoiled little brat that Jesus Christ. Veruca Salt. Veruca. I want it now! Okay, so this, I feel like this also explains a lot of myself. Uh, so when I was a small child, very small child, uh, first time watching this movie, not gonna lie, I had a little bit of a crush on Veruca Salt. I mean, she's pretty. Like, I don't... No, it was the attitude, too. 
Oh, oh God, no. That, yeah, no. yeah, that explains a lot. That does explain a lot. Yeah. Ew, no, absolutely not. Because the actress, I think it's, I think I saw somewhere, I didn't write it down, but I saw somewhere that she was actually pulling um, inspiration from, like, girls that she went to school with that she really just did not like because she went to an all-girls school. And I'm just like, well, you did it beautifully. Yeah. You did wonderful. Yeah. I wanted to punch you so hard. <laughs> one, of those, a... <laughs> one of those people that I would shake their hands and be like, well done. It was an umbrage in the making. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, like, you have all these people basically working, like, a sweatshop of going through all of these chocolate bars. And she's just saying, like, make them work nights. They're going faster. Or they're not going fast enough. They don't want me to have you it. They're jealous it the of me. You promised it the first day. <laughs> you promised the first day. It's like Dudley in the first Harry Potter movie where he's like, 36, but last year I got 37. 32. No, it was 36. Was it 36? No. 26. No, 36. 36. 36 or 34? 36. Last year he had 37. Right. Yep. Right, 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 right. Some of them are big, bigger this year. I don't care how big they are. Well, <laughs> Duddykins, we'll, we'll take you out and we'll buy you two more presents. Yes. And poor Harry's like, I just got a sock. <laughs> and pennies. I don't even get cake on my birthday. And I live in a closet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you literally have to draw his cake on the floor. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. Uh no, no, thank you. But yeah, because you have this girl who's like, you never get me anything that I want. It's like, really? What is he doing for you right now? Having these people working to like to the bone, trying to find you the stupid ticket. Mm -hmm. oh, but and, you know, he says that like, oh, you'll get a one pound bonus in your paycheck if you find it. And someone does find it. And, mm -hmm. You know, so you got very one happy Veruga with this creepy man that is literally... Because it's her dad's like warehouse, I guess. I don't know what yeah. he does, but like... Uh, he worked in nuts. So they were nut, uh, nut shellers. Oh, right, 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 right. And the person who takes her up is this weird-looking man with this giant scar on his cheek. And then you can kind of see him, like, whisper into her ear. And this also guy you saw with Augustus in the mm -hmm. restaurant. He was a waiter. It's like you're watching this, and you're just like, no one's questioning this weird man. Just That appears every time. And, like, he's grabbing onto these children and whispering into their ear. He's whispering sweet nothing. <laughs> right? That would be my first thought. I'd be like, what are you doing to my kid? Get and, like, away. The, the one chick in the back that actually found the golden ticket, and she's like, like hey, I'm just smiling. And, just, and then, like, slowly you see it, it's like, huh? What is happening? <laughs> like, what? But then the next one that you have is... Oh, yeah, because then you have, like, the, um, talking about how, like, the bars, like, stores are selling out of the Wonka bars. Mm -hmm. You got the man who has a machine that he's, I don't know how much time has passed at this point, but this guy is able to make a machine that will say where the tickets are. Mm -hmm. And when he's talking to these people, it prints out, and he's like, I'm not telling you that would be cheating. He's like, I'm now going to tell the computer that he will share the winnings, if he tells me, because the winning is a lifetime supply of chocolate, and the mm -hmm. computer spits out. What would a computer do with a lifetime supply of chocolate? <laughs> then he's like, I'm telling the computer <laughs> what it can do with all that chocolate. <laughs> it's like, all of these adults, by the way, these are adults mm -hmm. that are freaking out. And uh, I'm pretty sure that all of those segments were in the book. Probably. I think except for one. Those segments were funny, like, because I think I've, uh... 
Oh yeah, because later there was a in the United Kingdom, the last box of Wonka bars was up for auction, and then you had a woman whose husband was kidnapped, and she's like, I'll give them anything, anything they want, and they call for the ransom, and they're like, they want your case of Wonka chocolate bars, and she's like, how much time do I have to think about it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, and the guy's just flat out just like, it's your husband's life, or uh, chocolate. <laughs> like, Same situation, but instead, it's you, Brian got kidnapped, and they want marbles. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. I I love Brian. I love my husband dearly, and I hope that he can hear this. But yeah, no marbles. Just look at that face. I know. He's just such a cute baby. I love you. Oh, big yawn. There's a yawn. I would murder for you. Just remember that. Um, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> um, but yeah, because then you have um for. Not Veruca, she already passed. Violet, who... Violet Beauregard. Yes, she's a gum chewer, which apparently the actress actually, because she had to chew a lot of gum for this part, so she actually got a lot of cavities. Um, because apparently it was something, um, they had sugar-free gum back then, but it was, it didn't have, like, as much, like, bubble blowing. Hmm. Like, it, apparently the bubble blows better when it's, has sugar in it. I have no idea. But also, I didn't really see her blowing many bubbles no so i was like then what was the point of her getting all those cavities that poor girl like mm -hmm. what the hell but again you have because they're being interviewed on television and it goes to violet who is talking about how like you know she's a gum chewer but she got the ticket because mm -hmm. she needed to get this ticket and then it goes back to the dad with talking and as they're talking the camera like the cameraman because this is actually like a news segment yeah is pointing back to Violet, who this creepy man is here again, whispering into her ear. And I'm just More like, sweet nothing. Yeah, I'm like, none of you are, like, questioning this, that this man is just appearing out of nowhere and just, like, talking to these children. You have a camera. You have a camera right there that is video proof. Oh. I caramba. But then you have... Mike TV. Mike TV, who he gets the fourth um, golden ticket. And he's just, he has these interviewers in his room, or in his house, and he's just so focused on, like, the Western that's playing on the TV that he just doesn't care. He's basically like, shut up! And the mom is just like, oh, like, you know, he has, like, we have his TV dinners, like, all here. He won't talk to you until commercial break. And it's like... Me when I'm watching One Piece. Yeah, it sounds about right. Me when I'm reading. I will say that. Um, and again, you see the creepy man with the scar there, but he has the microphone, and I love how, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Because he's going back and forth between the family and the news anchors of asking, like, the and questions like, and answering them. He's doing the swish and flick every time he's going back and forth. And, like, he doesn't even make it to them in time to actually be able yeah. to hear everything in the mic. And he's just like, huh, and flip, and flip. <laughs> like, but again, there he is. Mm -hmm. Again. So, real quick, going through the whole, uh, don't interrupt me when I'm watching something. Yeah. My mom. Oh, God. And there was an emotional part in One Piece. Oh. Like, I was in mid-crying. And she opens the door. Hey, can you do this? And I'm like... I can't see! The door! <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I can see that playing out really well. <laughs> oh, She's like, but... hey, what's wrong? I'm like... <laughs> Nothing! Mm. Not now! <laughs> but in the middle of all of this, uh, you have... Because before... It was, uh, forgot to mention this, it was Charlie's birthday, so his mom got him, like, a red scarf, and his Grandpa Joe got him 
They knitted the scarf. Hmm? They knitted the scarf. Yes, yes. The the females of the house yes. all knitted it. And uh, Grandpa Joe and the other grandpa got him the Wonka bar, but there's no ticket. And mm-hmm. Grandpa's kind of, like, bringing up his hopes of, like, oh, because you're definitely going to get it because you want it the most. And it's like, that's not that's not something you teach the child. Yeah. Because no. he's not the only poor kid in the universe like mm-hmm. who also would like that. Just saying. As bleak as the mom's advice was it was more realistic it was more realistic and it wasn't like mean it was basically yeah. like look because even before when she's when he's visiting her at work and she's basically laundry match kind of situation. charlie yep that like, song actually gets me a little bit emotional that's fair yeah a little bit it's an emotional moment yeah but like she's not doing it like in a mean way she's just like look like there's be, a, be realistic about be it. realistic there are other kids who wanted as well and you're not going to be any different from all the ones who didn't get it with you like Mm -hmm. kind of a situation but even again later when it's late at night and everyone's asleep like grandpa joe pulls out from underneath his pillow a wonka bar and they're like going back and forth like no you open it no you open it no i'm too scared like you open it and he's like that was adorable it was adorable but i'm just like guys (laughs) really Mm -hmm. like calm down i feel like i would have had that type of relationship with my mom's dad never met him yeah yeah, he died. Based on what you said, but yeah, 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 he died a year before I was born. Right. So yeah, I never got to meet him. Kind of got to meet him. Mm. Apparently, that would have been my relationship with my mom's mom. Hmm. Apparently, I would have loved her. But oh well, what can you do? So at one point, um, apparently, the last ticket was found in Paraguay. Yes. Um. And you don't see the person. You just see a picture. Like, the news anchor is just like, yeah, this is the most recent picture of this guy. Like, He's a casino owner that owned a whole bunch of casinos all throughout South America. Basically rich as fuck kind of a situation, yeah. apparently. Um, and, you know, everybody's upset. Charlie is very upset because he's just like, oh, man, now it's like, I'm definitely obviously not getting it kind of a situation. Yeah. Um, to a point where when he goes to school... The teacher is teaching about percentages and using the whole, like, Wonka bar as mm-hmm. an example. And he's asking the kids, like, oh, how many did you open? Like, oh, about 100. How many did you open? 150. 150. And he's very poorly teaching percentages of how to do this. Because I'm just, like, looking at him, just writing these numbers on the board. And I'm like, you're not. And he's going too fast. Where I'm like, yeah. I can guarantee these Why kids are start not... off with 100. It's easier. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, what? I don't think these kids are grasping what you're actually saying, just so you know, and like getting into their brains. But then he turns to Charlie and he's like, oh, Charlie, how many did you open? He's like, two. He's like, okay, 200. That's easy. And he's like, no, not 200, just two. And he's like, you only opened two, two Wonka bars? And it's just like, way to call out the poor kid. Yeah. Because I would assume that you would probably know how poor he is, granted, given his like whole life situation. Like, you jerk. Um, but then later, because Charlie finds, like, he's outside and he finds on the ground money. So he goes into the candy shop and he's just like, hey, like, can I have a chocolate bar? And what was Scrumdillionctious? Yes. The really long one. That's what he was, like, stuffing in his face. And mm-hmm. the guy was like, whoa, slow down. You'll get a tummy ache. Where it's like, uh-huh. Yeah, you don't care about the poor kid. You just care about throwing candy away to all the rich children in the beginning of the movie, but whatever. Mm. Um, They're regular. What do you expect? Yeah. And then you see Charlie, like, before he 
like leaves, he's like, oh, can I actually have another one for my grandpa Joe? And he's like, sure, like here, just take a regular Wonka bar. So when Charlie goes outside, he can overhear that it's all over the news that the last ticket that was found, quote unquote, was actually fake. Yes. And that it was created to like try to trick and get into the place himself. Um, so then at that moment, I guess Charlie has like a light bulb in his head where he's like, oh, maybe it's like, how convenient that right after it's being said, granted, yes, I know it's a movie, but like right after it being said, the last ticket found was fake. He goes off to the side and opens up the Wonka bar that he just purchased. And oh my God, it has the golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. And he's like so excited. Then all of a sudden you see this woman who just grabs him by the wrist and it's just like, you found the last ticket and is yanking him over to all these people. This boy found the last ticket. And I'm just like, he's like, getting bum rushed. I'm oh surprised my... someone didn't steal it. Right. Like he was like, the poor kid was being squished from all of these people. And he's trying to like grip this thing in his hand. Luckily his boss, the guy with the newsstand, like he's like, get off of him. You'll kill him. Like get off, go run, Charlie, run home to your family. Hold that ticket tight. And then it just makes us think of family guy. It's like run home falls. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Every time. But he gets home and he tells everybody like, I got the last golden ticket. And grandpa Joe's just like, you're pulling our legs. Like there was the no more. And it's like, no, it was a fake. Look, look at this. And he looks to see, what was it, October, 10 a.m., October 1st. They had to meet with the ticket at the factory. And he's allowed to bring one member of his family along with him. And he's like, I wish you could come with me, Grandpa Joe. You know, Grandpa Joe, who's been bedridden for 20 years, apparently. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, like very dramatically, of course, because he keeps like falling backwards or falling up. And all of a sudden, he can't. he can get out of bed. You know what's funny? That entire sequence of him trying to hold up Grandpa Joe, that's just me and Kenny on a normal night trying to hold up my dad when he's walking down the hallway to go use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He's just... Kind of yep. like a ping pong ball. Yeah, I can see that. And then, like, you have a few seconds of him, like, stumbling and, like, falling into the wall or poles or something, and he's like, I haven't been up since for 20 years! And then all of a sudden he's starting to dance and sing. And, like, he's jumping around doing a little jig. And I keep thinking in the song how Grandpa Joe keeps saying, because I've got a golden ticket. It's like, I'm pretty sure Charlie is the one that has the golden ticket. Okay. So not only have you been bedridden, quote unquote, for 20 years, but all of a sudden you can jump around like a bunny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what everybody has been saying for years now, where basically it's just like, you fucking freeloader. That freeloader. He's just been like, not even helping his daughter. He can, because there's no way in hell he'd be jumping around like that. If he actually was laying in bed for 20 years. Yeah. Like, no, 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 not that quickly. Atrophy. Exactly. Uh, but they realized that October 1st, that's the next day. So the next day they have to go, to the factory. Oh, and also, because when he was on his way home from finding the ticket, Slugworth... Just spawns out of nowhere, like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> the white man with that big scar. Like, he somehow already knows that he got the ticket. I'm like, how, my dude? How did you do that? And he's telling them, like, you gotta... Like, you know, you're getting into the factory, so you gotta get me the new creation of the Everlasting Gobstoppers, because, like, he'll ruin me with this invention, so you need to give it to me, and you'll get all the riches you want, you and your family will be comfortable forever. Um, so Charlie tells his grandpa Joe about this man. 
Um, but the next day, everybody is at the gates waiting for it to be open for them to get their prize. And even Slugworth is right there in the crowd. Um, Charlie points him out to uh, Grandpa Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it finally the door opens and Wonka comes out, he's like limping like down the uh, red carpet. And everyone's kind of staring at him like... He's so frail. He's so frail. Like, he's like, is he okay? Um, and actually, like, after reading the script, uh, Gene Wilder said he would take the role under one condition, that he would be allowed to limp and then suddenly somersault in this in that scene. And when Mel Stewart asked why, Wilder re- replied that having Wonka do this meant that from that time on, no one will know if I'm lying or telling the truth. Which yeah. makes sense. Because at this point, then at the very end, he does, like, that somersault and everyone's like, oh my god, like brilliance like you're amazing this is great and he gets all the kids and their family members in and is like all right let's go let's get this shindig on the road and when they're in they immediately have to sign a contract with very tiny letters very tiny letters which i mean let's it's like the terms and conditions that we all sign oh yeah i've read and approved and i'm like None of us have read those terms and conditions. No. Like, one of these days, it's, I think there was a whole South Park episode about yes, it, too. Yeah. It's like one of these days, I'm going to actually sign my soul away and be like, well. One of the very few uh, South Park episodes I actually watched. I love South Park. I've seen so many episodes. I'm, like, I haven't watched, like, new episodes in years, but it's one of those where it's like, I feel like putting it on something stupid today, and I just put it on, and I'm like, hey, 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 But, yeah, and actually, they... Because um, in the movie Wonka, they actually kind of um, point to that, where it's like, I'm not reading the full contract a little bit in the beginning of the movie, but it's somebody else doing it to Wonka. So I'm like, huh, interesting how that works. But um, after they sign the dotted line, they're basically taken into like this small hallway where it's just like, find the door. And they're all like squished in the room. Like, there is no door. What kind of like crazy kook are you doing? He's like, I could have sworn that there was a door here knocking on the walls. Mm-hmm. And it goes then, all the way back and then back forward. Backtracks. And he's like, oh, there it is. There's the door. They're like, that's the door that we came in. Is it? Are you sure? Oh, I thought that I wrote a quote down at that moment, but I did not. Um, but when they open it, there appears this new hallway that they hadn't seen before. And as he's going forward, like, the room is getting smaller and everybody's, like, hunched down, which makes my back hurt when I see that scene. Um, and it's a tiny door that's there where it's just like, oh, we can't fit through that door. Like, oh, it's fine. You just need the right combinations. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. This is a little, a little piano keys thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when they open the door you see it on the other end and it's this suddenly gigantic door that leads to the chocolate room Mm -hmm. which i will admit it does look pretty tasty um in that area um because they also have the chocolate river um which was made from 150,000 gallons of water real chocolate and cream and the filmmakers had to change the formula for the river because originally the concentration or the concoction they were using turned blood red which I wouldn't mind, personally. Yeah. Um, and because of the cream, the mix began to spoil, and by the end of filming, it smelled like horrible. Which, I can see. Um, but at this moment, like, everything is edible, and you have 
the infamous song. Come with me, and you'll see in a world of pure imagination. That's probably the song I know the most out of all of them. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's the one. Um, But everybody's, like, you know, eating the candy and the chocolate and the food, and this is all delicious, blah, blah, blah. And after the song is over, you have the one mom, Augusta's mom, making the comment about how dirty the river is. It's like, oh, like, and they're saying, like, oh, it's waste dumping and all that stuff. And I'm just like, guys, you're in a room called the chocolate room where everything is edible. It's obviously fucking chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you that dumb? Apparently so. Oh, yeah, and because um, that was the point, because I forget what the question was, but I wrote down, like, his response, because a lot of the times, like, when people ask him questions, he finds some way, like, around it. And, like, at one point, like, I think it was Faruku's dad who asked a question, and he's like, all questions must be submitted in writing. I just love, like, those moments of him, like, completely avoiding questions and just continuing on with his life. But you also get to meet the Oompa Loompas, and apparently they lived on this island where they were you know tiny and frail and there were these monsters everywhere and like they were being like eaten killed left and right so he saved them Mm -hmm. um which and again it's been years since i've read the book so i don't fully remember but i think a lot of people say that the purpose with actually the loompa loompas was that wonka was taking people them like from their own country and then forcing them to do labor in a way in a way yeah um which again i haven't read the book in years so i really honestly don't know it was worse with the original copies Hmm? it was worse with the original copies Mm -hmm. because the oompa loompas were pretty much made to look like black people yeah exactly and that was like the author's like whole point of basically being like capitalism haha right there um but then when you turn around, you see Augustus eating out of the river, and Wonka's first thing is just like, oh my god, no, you're going to contaminate my river. I mean, which, to be fair, Wonka, you said that everything was edible, and there's no bars mm-hmm. <laughs> blocking you from going into the river, so. But Augustus ends up falling in. Oh, yeah, because he ends up falling in, and then the mom's just like, deuce! And he's just like, oh, my God, now my chocolate is contaminated. My chocolate, my precious chocolate. (laughs) Quick, do something. Help. Police. Murder. I love that (laughs) so much. Every time, those are just great. And, like, he's starting to go because he's being um, sucked down the river, and he's going up the pipe. And I just love his response when he's watching it, um, saying, the suspense is terrible. I hope it'll last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I love his quotes, and just Gene Wilder does so well with it, where it's like, you don't know what to make of him kind of a yeah. situation, and it's just so lovely. But he ends up getting sucked up the pipe, because it was kind of like what uh, Grandpa Joe said, like, hey, do you, Charlie, do you remember when I said, like, what gets a bullet out of a gun, and then you see him just getting sucked right up because of the pressure? Mm-hmm. Um, and Wonka sends the Oopalopas basically to go catch him and be like, take his mother with you. Like, goodbye. It was nice seeing you. Yeah, I'll just saying. Go soon tight. Take him to the fudge room. Poke <laughs> around with a stick. Yes. Uh, but then at that moment, they go to the boat ride. 
because the boat comes out. And at first, Veruca, she really wants the boat because she wants fucking everything. She even asked for an Oompa Loompa at one point. I want an Oompa Loompa! It's like, Jesus, girl, like, what the hell? Like, whatever. Um, but I know because at first they really were excited for the boat ride, but then once it was starting to go down the tunnel, it was getting, like, faster and faster mm-hmm. and kind of scary because all these colors started popping out and then you see like gene wilder really with the the look on his face of like just creepiness and then yeah. singing a song and veruca's dad's like oh god he's singing like okay and everyone like you see the videos in the background including what you pointed out to me the chicken getting his head cut off mm-hmm. oh my god but it was funny because none of the actors knew that that was happening, and a lot of them were, like, worried that, like, Gene Wilder himself was going, like, having a psychotic episode at that <laughs> moment of, like, oh my god, he's gone crazy. Like, what are we gonna do? We're all gonna die. <laughs> I will say, though, that, it looked, like, fun to me. I would enjoy that. Oh, the definitely. The creepiness. I would love to be just stoned out of my fucking mind and go on that ride. Perfect. Mm-hmm. At that moment, I'd be like, we're in a murder, murder ride. Murder. 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 We need Sam here. We we need an audio clip of Sam just saying, murder. Oh, yes, we do. We definitely do. Um, Yeah, because that song that he's singing on the boat ride are actually song lyrics. The only song lyrics that were taken directly from the book. Yes. And there was something... Oh, because also before the boat ride, like, officially started, like, they were in the book and they were still, like, in, in the light time. Um, Denise Nickerson, who plays Violet, she, because she picked her nose um, in that, and, because they were talking about spitting or something like that. Yeah, spitting's she, a nasty habit, and he's like, I know one that's worse. Exactly, yeah, she's picking her nose. But she didn't want to do that scene because she had a crush on um, Peter Ostrom, who played Charlie, and she didn't want to embarrass herself. I'm like, oh, children, you kiddos. And there was one... Oh, yeah, because um, the boat was on a track um, for the Chocolate River, but the actor playing the Oompa Loompa at the helm of the boat thought that he was actually steering it, so believability, the director, didn't tell him the truth. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. hopefully he told him later, kind of a situation of like, hey, sorry, buddy. Or just let him live in ignorance of bliss. Mm-hmm. Or bliss of ignorance, that makes more sense. Um But yeah, because then at that point they go um, to, like, the factory area where he's saying, like, no one touch a thing. This is where all my secrets are. Like, these things cannot get out. Which, so obviously we all know that the Everlasting Gobstopper is going to be in there. Mm -hmm. And I just like how he's, like, going to all of his stuff that's being made and just throwing random objects. Like, the one... It was too cold, so he threw a jacket into it. Uh, He threw, like soccer sneak, soccer cleats mm-hmm. into another one saying oh for a little kick <laughs> it's just so like punny punny and literal and i love it gross obviously but it's fine it, um, it gave me um holes yes with the with the the, the, the peaches and the shoe yes definitely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but because then you get the machine that's underneath the tarp that makes the everlasting gobstoppers, and he's just like, you can't tell a soul about these. Like, you can each have one, but you can't tell anybody about it. Can Like, is that clear? Can I? Can you promise that? And Veruca puts her fingers behind her back and crosses them and says, mm-hmm. 
We promise. Yeah, we won't say anything. Liar. Mm-hmm. There's no trust. Liar. Exactly. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> you smell of beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. It goes back around. Always. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but then we get to the machine that's making gum that, like, tastes like a whole, like, three-course meal. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, the gum chewer is just like, I want it! So He's you get like, the tomato creamy, the uh, creamy tomato soup first. Yes. Then roast beef. Yes. And then blueberry pie. Yes. Cause, and he even tells her when she just takes it out of his hand, don't eat it. It's not ready yet. Like, it still has a few, like, quirks and kinks that it needs to do. Giggity. And she, yeah. And she's just like, oh, no, like, it's fine. Like, I got this. Like, it's gum. Like, what else can it be? And he's going again, kind of just sitting off to the side and going, stop. Don't. Like, he gave you the initial first warning. And now at this point, he's just like, all right, well, if you're going to do it, then whatever. I feel that. I'm at that point now where where it's like, if I warn you the first time and you continue to do it, I'm like, no, stop. Don't do it. Exactly. Or just walk the other way. Yes. It's like, because it's like, if you're not going to listen to me the first time, then okay, you figure out your own mistake. And then um, hopefully you'll learn it the next time. Mm-hmm. And if not, that's not my problem. Um, But yeah, because she ends up, once she gets to the blueberry pie, she starts turning blue. And her dad is even just like, Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. <laughs> and she's swelling up like a balloon. And he belt pops off. <laughs> Wonka's over there. He's like, it always gets to like the dessert, and I can't figure out the kink. They always, always turn into blueberries. And like her dad's freaking out. She's like, fix my daughter. Like what the hell? He's just in his own little world. Just like there has to be a way to fix this. <laughs> but the Oompa end up rolling her um, to get juiced. Juice because it's not air that's filling up; it's juice. She needs to get juiced, or else she'll pop. Exactly, and explode. And you can definitely even see that um, when she's being rolled. Like, because at first, when she's standing, it's still obviously the actress. But then when she's actually being rolled, you can definitely tell it's like a dummy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's very obvious. Um, but at that point, we're down again. Another child who didn't listen to the rules kind of a situation. Even when he warns them. Two naughty bad children. And no, he said that later when it was three and then two. Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, and the next stop that they have is well, because first they go to the fizzy drinks, mm-hmm. and um, it basically makes you fly if you drink it, but it's still like too strong. It needs to figure out the kinks there. Um, so when they're like moving on to the next adventure, Grandpa Joe is just like, "Hey, Charlie, like, let's drink it. Let's see what happens." Kind of a situation. And they do, which I did see also because that part didn't happen in the book um, or the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But they felt like with this movie that Charlie was like too perfect and didn't do anything wrong and that wasn't realistic. So they threw this in there to basically show like. But that was the point of him. Yeah, the point that because there are. okay, let's be real. There are good children out there. Yeah, that's coming from me. (laughs) Like. There are people that do it right and raise their kids right. Like, come on, they exist. Yeah. Um, but they end up taking the fizzy and they're going up and flying and getting closer and closer to the ceiling to a point where it's just like, oh shit, the fan, that's going to chop us into bits. Help! Help us! Help us get down! There's nothing to grab onto! Uh, yep. 
and then they burp to try to get those down. Unlike Family Guy when they did an episode like that where he was farting. <laughs> Him and Brian. Um, but they end up getting down and as far as they know they haven't been caught like no one knows so they need to catch up to the group that are at the Golden Geese. And because basically they're giant geese um, where don't come up to their eggs because they're very territorial because geese, you know, they're fucking terrifying at the end of the day. Yeah, my mom learned that firsthand. Yeah, they're terrifying, especially when they hiss when you're just trying to pass by. And I'm like, dude, I'm oh, I hiss back to... at them. No, oh, I've done that. Trust me, I've done that. Because I used to have to deal with them all the time at uh, Sesame. Yep, going down the canal all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and they would be in the pathway. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to walk by, dude. Like, I'm not doing anything to you. I'm just trying to walk by. And they're like, <sighs> it was every time I had to go out to the parking lot and sweep. Of course. Um, so, yeah, we end up getting to the geese, and, of course, Faruka, naturally, she wants, like, a golden geese, and she's just like, I want it now! And Dad's like, okay, yeah, sure, how much do you want for it? And Wonka's like, they're not for sale. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't... Of course they're for sale. How yeah. much do you want? And, and, of course, she starts freaking out. She's like, who says I can't have them? And then she starts singing her little doodad song, where she's like... I want it now! Uh, and she wants a party right now. She wants this, she wants that, and I'm just like, oh my god, like, I would not be able to be around a child like that. I would go crazy. This is why my kids would never act like this, because you don't spoil them rotten like they do with this girl. Because she now expects the world handed to her, and it's like, that's not real life, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But, because one of the things that Wonka showed was that the golden geese go down onto, like, a scale, and it says if it's a good egg or a bad egg. Yeah. What did I say? Geese. Oh, sorry, the egg. Uh, the golden egg. Um, and if it's a good egg, it'll be wrapped and packaged and sent out to the masses. Where if it's a bag e- bad egg, it's going to go down the garbage chute and go down to the furnace. Mm-hmm. So Veruca feels it's smart to stand on this as she's singing her song. And it says I that want she's... it now. Because no! it says she's a bad egg and she puts her down the chute. So her dad's freaking out, and he's just like, oh, like, you know, she's going down the garbage, going going down to the furnace, like, nonchalantly, yeah, I'm going to the furnace, it's fine. And he's, like, running over, he's like, oh, save you, Veruca, and he goes down, and he's also a bad egg, naturally, so yeah. he just... And then, Grandpa Joe with his little comment, I guess, um, Veruca finally, or Mr. Salt finally got what he wanted, Veruca went first. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and even the Oompa Loompas in their song, they're even pointing out the fact of just like this is what happens. Like when the kids spoil, aren't, yeah. well, the kids aren't really to blame for being like spoiled brats. It's the mom and the dad's fault for raising them that way. And I'm like, exactly. the mother and the father. Do 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 do. Exactly. Oh God, but that's another one that's down. So at this moment, they go to, um. Oh, yeah, because when they get um, to that fancy machine that's, like, I guess soda, it has every different flavors. Um, and when they're getting onto it, um, Mike TV says to his mom, like, oh, do you think that Slugworth will also, like, take this, mm-hmm. this machine? And she's just like, just keep your mouth shut and, we'll, and keep your eyes peeled kind of situation. Yeah. So they're pointing out, like, yeah, they're already planning on giving Slugworth what he wants. Um. And after they go literally from one side of the room to the other that they could have walked on this fancy bubble machine that makes a mess out of them. And cleans them. And then cleans them up. Um, they get to the Wonka vision where um, Wonka shows them that, because it's 
what with TVs, it's a bunch of different particles that breaks it up together and then forms it on the screen. Yeah. The kid said the whole science bit of it. Um, and so Wonka's like, oh, if we can do that with, like, pictures, why can't I do that with my chocolate? So there's a giant bar that gets scanned and then sent particles throughout the air and go on the TV that you could literally then pull the chocolate out of the TV screen. Teleportation. It's pretty much teleportation. Basically, yeah. And, of course, the kid is just like, I want to be put on TV because he's the one who's obsessed with TVs. So he's like, I want to do it. Can you do it with a human? He's like, yeah, I'm sure I could, you know, do it with a human. And he goes and he's just like, I just want to, like, I want to do that. Like, I want, like, I want to be part of the TV. And it naturally, again, no, stop, don't, don't do it. He gets on a little stage, pushes a button, and then gets sent out. Then mom freaks out and... At this point, because I think <clears throat> all of the kids have been, with Veruca, you don't really see the aftermath, but, like, the other kids, it's like, they're terrified of this happening to them. But he, this kid right here, he's just like, I'm on TV. I'm good. Wait till my friends hear about this. Like, this is great. This is perfect. Can we do it again? No, you'll be even smaller. And you won't, like, exist anymore. So they have to take him to the taffy area to stretch him out. Because, mm-hmm. uh... Young boys are elastic and springy. Exactly. And even, like, the Oompa Loompa is talking to Wonka a little bit, like, whispering in his ear. And he's like, no, 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 you're not being held accountable for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, basically, if anything happens in the process, no, 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 it's not your fault. It's all his fault. It's fine. They signed the contract. Exactly. Uh, but then, at this point, we just have Charlie and Grandpa Joe are the final ones left. And Wonka, at this point, is just like, oh, so much to do. I got... Letters to write, bills to pay. Oh, man, I got to answer that note from the queen. And they're kind of just like, oh, so what do we do now? And he's like, oh, like, you know, sorry, so much busy work. Like, there's the door. Sorry, I can't show you the way out. Have a good day. Goodbye. And then did, shuts this office door in their face. Did did we do something wrong? That gets me. We're like, what happened, Grandpa? Did we do something wrong? I'm like. You broke the contract when you drank the drink. Exactly. Like, did you think that he didn't realize that you went and did something that you were told not to do like uh because even when they go in they go into his office and everything is cut in half Mm -hmm. um which actually apparently where is it yeah during the construction of that office um where everything is cut in half one of the prop men accidentally sawed in half a non-prop coffee coffee pot that someone had put in the work area and when the coffee began spilling, that's when he realized he made a mistake. He's <laughs> like, oops, this isn't part of the set. <laughs> Which I'm like, who decided that was a good idea to leave that there? Like, put it off to the side, dude. Uh, but they even ask him, they're like, well, what about, like, our lifetime, lifetime supply of chocolate? And Wonka's just like, no, it's null and void. You, don't, you broke the rules. So, like, you broke the contract. You get nothing. You get nothing. Good day, sir. One of those, like, I really just want to do that, where I'm just like... Good day. Well, like, listen, Liz, I said good day. But, because he even brings out, like, in the tiny, tiny print of the contract that says, like, basically. And it's half. And it's half, yes. As, like, you break the rules, like, you, at that point, you don't. You forfeit everything. You forfeit everything. Which, because Grandpa Joe does end up telling him that he's a crook. Kind of a situation. A monster. Yeah, because, I mean. I mean, to be fair, it was very tiny writing, and he didn't really give anybody a real chance to read. Anytime they tried, he shooed them away. I'm just saying. I don't know how well the tiny letters would hold up in court, actually, contract or not. <laughs> but, um, 
because even what was it because a lot of the um reaction of actors like for some scenes they were spontaneous like the one like when he was limping out in the beginning of the scene all the reactions were genuine um the chocolate room the tunnel scene i said that earlier um and then also with that scene when he's screaming at charlie and grandpa joe um Alstrom's and Albertson's reactions were actually real because hmm. they didn't see that coming. And Wilder wanted to actually tell Alstrom beforehand, the kid, um, but the director advised strongly against it because he didn't want to ruin the element of surprise. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, but at this moment, Grandpa Joe is just like, all right, Charlie, we're leaving. We're going to give Slugworth what he wants. Like, yeah, let's go. But Charlie uses that moment to turn around and put next to Wonka the everlasting gobstopper of giving back of like, hey, I'm not going to give this to Slugworth. And that's what's... That was the the, the key of it. That was the key. Because then he's just like... You won. You won! You won, my boy! And then Slugworth, quote-unquote, comes in. He's like, oh my god, it's him. He's like, no, no, no. This is my assistant, Mr. Wilkinson. (laughs) Right? That was the name? Yes. Yes. So, but then at this point, um, he takes him to the Wonkavator, which is an elevator that goes up, down, sideways, backwards. Long ways, short ways. Yeah, the whole shebang. And he has hit every button except that one with the red circle around it. Go ahead, Charlie. Push it. Okay. And it's like going up and up and it's picking up speed. Um, This is the up and out button. Up and out. And Grandpa Joe is terrified because everything's made of glass and they're going to be shredded to bits. But they end up going through the roof with no problems because naturally. Yeah. And they're flying over the city. And that's when Wonka tells him, like, look, I'm getting older. Um, I need to pass on my factory to somebody. I can't do an adult because they're just going to do things their way. So I need to have a child because they're going to understand, like, my vision and, like, what I want for this mm-hmm. company, blah, blah, blah. So, and you're the winner. You and your whole family, you all can come and live here. Like, live out the rest of your lives happy. I'm just like, so here's my question. Are we just having the kid take over, like, as a child? Or are we training him? Right. Like. I'm pretty sure it's like like an apprenticeship type thing. I'm hoping, because I don't think that's a good idea, but I'm hoping that's, that's just what it is. Just an apprenticeship kind of situation, which I'm sure that it is. Um, and then they're hugging and they're happy and you end up having the blue skies and the credits start to roll. Yes. Yes. Happy ending. So sweet. Everybody's laughing and crying. and Café con noque. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a little bit of movie facts left. Um, in the DVD commentary, Peter Ostrom, who played Charlie, mentions that towards the end of the shoot with him being the only kid left, um... Him and Gene Wilder often ate lunch together, and they finished those lunches by sharing a chocolate bar for dessert as they walked back to the set. Huh. I was like, that's cute. He also became a veterinarian. Which, a lot of these kids actually, like, this is kind of like their only acting career, and then they went on to, like, do other stuff. Which I'm like, okay, that works, whatever. Um, Ernest, Ernst Ziegler, who plays Grandpa George, um, one of the bedridden grandfathers, he was nearly blind from poison gas in World War II. Hmm. Um, so he was instructed to look for a red light to guide him when his character was meant to be looking at a specific direction. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> the Oompa Loompas were known for hard partying offset. 
and they were often traveling through a limo, like in a limo together to different bars. That's awesome. Which I could, I can see them rocking, partying their socks off kind of a situation. Um, the movie was shot in Munich, Germany, but the producers had to go outside of Germany to recruit enough little people to play Oompa Loompas. Um, and many of the people casted did not speak English fluently, if at all. So some of the um, Oompa Loompas appear not to know the words of the songs during the musical numbers, which makes sense that they don't really know any English. Um... Gene Wilder's Wonka costume sold for almost $74,000 in 2012. And uh, Roald Dahl, who was the writer of the book, he was reportedly so angry with the treatment of his book, mainly the massive rewrite, that he refused permission for the book's sequel, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Yeah. And he was not happy with the changes that were made from his book, which I can respect. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of authors that end up not liking their work being turned into movies and what all the changes that's made. And then you have Stephen King, who's basically like, the way I see it, if the movie comes out bad, hey man, I didn't write the movie, I just wrote the book. But then if the movie comes out great, yeah, I wrote the book that it's based off of. And I'm like, that's a that's a good way of seeing that, Stephen King. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> a little trick there that you had under your sleeve. But, yes, this movie. I remember seeing it a lot as a kid, like, my school basically playing it for us a mm. lot. It was not really one that I ever, like, sought out. Um, but it was still, like, a pleasure to watch kind of a situation. Yeah. And like, I if think... it's on, you're not going to shut it off because it is a good movie. Exactly. And, but... Because I know a lot of, like, this, there's no particular scenes that really, like, stick out to me. But just in general, like, Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka, like, I love the way that he played that character at yeah. the end of the day. He was just so good and funny. His line deliveries were great. Um, and it was just such, like, a pleasure to watch him on the screen playing this character. I think I will always love that fact. Yeah. And like I said, Timothy Shami did a great job. But not to the extent of how amazing um, Jim Wilder was. But, yeah, like, again, it's not a movie that, like, I seek out and there's nothing that I can really, like, pinpoint of just, like, this is why, like, this movie is amazing. But it's definitely one of those movies where it's like, yep. Yeah. It is, um, the way I see it is wholeheartedly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I just don't, still don't understand when I looked on IMDb, and one of the descriptions for it was teen fantasy. Yeah. That, I was like, what? There's not a single teen in this movie. No, not at all. Like, they're all, like, kids, and then they're adult guardians. Again, maybe because of, uh, I guess, disturbing imagery? I, I get with the chicken's head being cut off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and other, like, weird scenes being put in the background of that boat ride. Yet, yeah, maybe. That's probably all I can think of. Um, and then you kind of get more of an explanation in Wonka about like how he's able to do all of this stuff, like with, cause there's some things in here that defies the laws of nature kind of a situation. Yeah. And you don't really, you get kind of more of an explanation that in the prequel, the new one that just came out than here where it's just kind of like, but I also kind of like that fact of like, 
it, it's the the mystery behind it. Exactly, it's the like, whimsy. Yeah, like a magician never reveals their secrets, kind of a situation. Yeah, and he's a chocolate magician. Exactly. So it's just like, is he magic? Is he like what? What is his game, kind of a situation? But you know, is he just like a candy Tony Stark? Really? Yeah, right. Yeah. Who knows? But he'll tell Charlie his secrets, obviously, if Charlie's going to be running his factory kind of a situation. But, yeah, I would say probably ranking-wise... Uh, for me, I would probably just say, like, a solid, like, three... Yeah, three Oompa Loompas out of five. Like, it's nothing that I ever, like, absolutely loved and adored that I watched so many times. But it's, like, like you said, if it's on TV and if I'm kind of just like, all right, I just kind of feel like putting something on mm -hmm. for, like, backgrounds. Like, I'll put it on and watch it. I'll probably give it the same. Three out of five, um, uh, tiny Mike TVs. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a childhood staple. It still holds up, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the acting was pretty good, except for Gene Wilder. He's yeah. I would think if it's just purely Gene Wilder's performance, five out of five. Yeah, one hundred percent. If I'm just ranking that, yes, because he was wonderful in so many different ways. But yeah, yeah, yep. so solid, solid movie. Yep. And then I think that's actually what I ranked Wonka to is three out of five. I was just like, yeah, like it's nothing absolutely like gorgeous and amazing, but it was entertaining. Definitely for the family kind of a situation and your kids. Yeah. It's like with the, um, sorry, I was about to burp. <laughs> um, the Johnny Depp one, I'd probably give it like half a point less. I haven't seen that one in so long. But I know, like I said, that it's more, like, closer to the books, and it's more of, like, the creepy aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But okay. still. Mm, no, no. I'll give it... I'll probably give that one a uh, three and a half, because I forgot Christopher Lee's in there. Because <laughs> right. I'll get us a... Thank you. You're right, he is. <laughs> yeah, that alone. I, I need to watch that again. I see how I feel all these years later, kind of yeah, a situation. And, and, and we all know how much I love Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah, because, as you should. Yeah, incredible human being. I feel like we should do an episode just on Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah, we should. Mm -hmm. Really should. I will say, because I was talking to Mom about, because this movie was on, like, last weekend when I was hanging out with Mom, and I was talking about how, like, the same thing we were saying, how, like, the new one is more like closer to the book but i don't think that they if i remember correctly again it's been very long i don't think that they hit as much of the creepiest mark as the book has where like no. the book seems more dark and i but i was telling my mom also i want a grim brothers like favorite like i want those movies like the grim brothers versions yes. of these fairy tale stories like i why has it been all these years that we haven't actually gotten that and can we please get it for the love of god because everybody's been requesting that for years why is it i'm just now learning about this apparently this was news back in september 6th of this year uh they're coming out with a um christopher lee documentary oh 
Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't heard about that. I know. For how much you were just saying how much you love Christopher Lee. Well, oh, that's why it's, uh, it was on Variety. I don't really pay attention to Variety. Oh, gotcha. That's fair. Um, We did decide our next episode will be Sleepy Hollow mm-hmm. with Tim Burton, Johnny yes. Depp. You know, weird how that yeah, yeah. transitions. Um, But I am excited for that because I do love that movie a lot. And also... Same. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Wow. He's just so good. Wow. Just Christopher Walken. <laughs> He's so I, good. I had this watch. It was from your father. I hit it off my ass for three years. <laughs> I love him so much. He's, I would love to meet him so badly. Yeah. Uh, but, yes. Thank you all for listening to us. Don't forget to tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell that uh, kooky guy that owns a chocolate factory down the street from you. Tell your butcher, tell your barber, tell that weird guy with the scar on his face that's all being all creepy, whispering sweet, nothing is the kid's ears. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, see, we will talk to you guys next time. Adios. Bye.